1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast.
2: Welcome to Purpose Driven Sobriety. Thank you for joining the Purpose Driven Sobriety Podcast. My name is Christine, and I'm an alcoholic. Um, today, I want to thank Ms. Jennifer um, with MCN MicroCurrent current neurofeedback that's always a tongue twister for me um, is sponsoring this episode Mm -hmm. and jennifer just happens to be um one of my guests today Mm -hmm. along with miss courtney who was on last week's show um and today we're going to do purpose-driven topics but jen would you like to just give us a crash course on what mcn is sure so
0: microcurrent neurofeedback is a type of calming device to help Uh, calm the nervous system. So sometimes we just get into a stuck or frozen state because of trauma, head trauma or chemical trauma or emotional trauma. And our nervous system is just a need to get unstuck. And so um, this device helps that. Um, We've had a lot of success with people with anxiety, uh, depression, uh, PTSD, um, concussions. Um, We're just we're seeing a lot of success right now and people who are getting able to get on with their lives. Um, in amazing. a positive way, yeah. And amazing. I can
1: I can interject and in from hands-on full experience, my <laughs> son has been treated by Jennifer for post-concussions and for migraines, and it is. It is unbelievable what wow. even one, I mean, but one session did, and, yeah, he had and an amazing response. He really, he really, really did. So
0: and That's he's amazing. a great kid too. So. Thanks for sharing that.
2: <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Well, thank you for sponsoring this episode. So we're gonna get right in it, and um, and I, I actually have been thinking about this all morning how I was gonna say this, mm-hmm. and so I'm a little excited. Okay, um, Jennifer, you're the oldest one here. I- <laughs>
1: I am. How did you you are. Think I can of, drive. You didn't think about that. You were ready for
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I know because
2: I thought I'm going to be just far enough away that she can't reach me to hit yeah. me. Um, but but I am talking in terms of sobriety. Oh. So so, oh. <laughs> so so I, I know. But, because I do, I still think I'm, I'm a little bit older. Yeah, now. you are. I'm, oh, <laughs> next nice to our
1: sister. Another. Yeah, um, we are. Get ready. So Jennifer,
2: Jennifer, I've known for at least twenty years. Um, Pre yummy alcoholism and 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 after mm-hmm. um so what is your sobriety date because yesterday was yes, a special day it's for my you
0: 16th anniversary 16th? Of, yeah yep. so September 7th mm-hmm. of 07 that's amazing and uh, it is by the grace of God yeah it is not because of me I did everything to try to kill myself mm-hmm. and awesome. um and he saved me and awesome. um and he, and he brought me to a 12-step program where I found a lady um to work with me and that has been the key uh, since the beginning is, um, it's been a it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. It has not been an overnight matter, and so I still say it's for us. It's one day at a time. I don't care, uh, you know. I just I feel newer all the time. Um, I it, it doesn't matter how much time I have. It, I have to maintain a level of humility in my sobriety and remember where I came from. That I can go quickly back there mm-hmm. easily. So um, so I've got to do way more now. Than I did in the beginning Mm -hmm. to maintain that sobriety. So So sixteen years, one day at a time. Courtney,
1: what's your sobriety day? (gasps) I'll be here on Monday. (laughs) So So I'm not there yet, but by the grace of God, September 11th. September 11th. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's
2: amazing. Yes. And then I've got I've got a little over eleven years. March 14, 2012. So. We, Jennifer and I started this several, several episodes back and, and um, I've taken topics that are in our literature with recovery mm-hmm. and put them in the fishbowl. And so um, what we'll do <laughs> is we'll just <laughs> round Robin and um, pick a topic and we're just going to let the Holy Spirit lead us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and just whatever this topic means to you, you know, um, some of them are kind of fun. Some of them are icky and, and, but no matter what it is, you got to take it. And then we'll just kind of share briefly what that topic means to, um each of us and Jennifer since you're the oldest here I'll <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just saying if it's a topic I already talked about I'm gonna hand it to Courtney okay. I'll, I'll I'll allow you to well uh, maybe even mean something different uh, right now yeah maybe I'm, I'm supposed let's to see. learn something I'm sure let's Ooh, see willingness is willingness. Hey, the throw key throw that one away yeah. yeah um willingness is the key it, it I mean so you know we say we have to be honest so I had to get honest first and then open um Uh, And then willing. So willingness to me means, um, well, I think I had to be beaten into a state of reasonableness first. But I I think I became willing because I felt like in the beginning, in the first day or two, that um, I didn't have any other choice.
1: Mm.
0: You know, and so I either had to, uh, you know, accept the tools um, and, and start to use them, or I was going to drink again. Mm. And for me, it just was death. At that point, I had identified drinking with death and um, by the time I came in. Um, and so I was, I was incredibly willing, um, uh, after, after I had my moment of clarity, uh, willing to reach out, willing to ask for help, willing to um, go to my first meeting back after 12 years, willing to uh, get a lady to help sponsor me. Um, I still laugh at my resistance to uh, being sponsored the way God meant for her to sponsor me mm-hmm. and uh, not try to dictate to her how she should sponsor Ooh, me yeah,
2: I know this <laughs> so. person and I know that did not go over pleasantly for you didn't. if you tried that it did <laughs> um, and so
0: um, you know I met with her the other day we um, uh, we, we try to meet once a month or once every couple of months and um, just to have lunch and um, it's a beautiful thing it was the week before my birthday and um, we both just sobriety birthday and, yeah just sobriety birthday and, yeah. and we both just cried mm. and um, and it, I didn't have to say a word mm-hmm. because she knew exactly yeah. where I'd come in, how uh, what that was like for me, um, and she identified with me. She still identifies with me, uh, and that's beautiful too. But um, the gratitude I have for that is just overwhelming, and I can't even put into words. Um, but I'm still willing to go to any lengths today, and so I try to step up and do the service work. I try to I uh i try to um uh help others and be there for others reach you know answer the call when someone calls mm-hmm. uh go up to the lady after the meeting and say hey you know have you uh, do you have some numbers can i give you my number just to just to talk if you if you need to or just to ask a question or um or just to know somebody's there mm-hmm. um because that's it's terrifying it's terrifying coming in. I knew AA, but I was still terrified. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was, that shows you the level of willingness. Even though I was terrified, I still did it.
1: Um, so yeah, it was desperation for mm-hmm. sure.
2: What is willingness? That's to actually, you, what,
1: Exactly what I was going to say. I mean, I think at the core of like the word willingness for me was will and Courtney's will got her into the rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't, I wasn't trying to obey God's will mm-hmm. and lean in. And yeah, I mean, I think that gift of desperation is probably what I needed to make myself willing and to surrender and to go in. But so much of it was just control for me and controlling everything about my life that I had zero control over and spiraling with that. So I think for willingness for me, it was also the willingness to accept what God's will was for me and to lean into that and to trust mm-hmm. to trust that process. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Willingness for me, it, it, you know, just like both of you have said in the beginning was, um, was a necessity for me to stay alive if I wanted to Mm -hmm. stay alive. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, willingness has changed for me over the past 11 and a half years in the sense that you know i'm i'm dealing with something in my life right now that i don't have a clue what's (laughs) happening i don't know what god's plan is and my my willingness my (laughs) willingness is not life well could very well could be i guess but it's it's not i don't have that gift of desperation in the like for instance in this particular thing but my willingness comes from history of the past 11 years and seeing what God has done when I just take my damn hands mm-hmm. off of something. You know, what he's able to do in my life, it's pretty exciting. And it's one million times better than I would ever do Absolutely. for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So my willingness has changed in that I trust yeah. now. Yeah. I trust him. I didn't trust anything, anybody, in yeah. on March 14, mm-hmm. 2012. But right. I, I, I realized in a split moment, I didn't want to die. Right. and so the willingness um, was so much different than it is now and i love both of them I think both of them are crucial you know in recovery um and I think that when when you when you gain that trust it's um the willingness almost becomes an adventure yeah. Yeah. it's like okay god what you got for me now you mm-hmm. know what's happening now or um so yeah
0: that's changed a lot different well, okay
2: miss Courtney your turn okay choose from the fishbowl
0: I was going to say something too about Courtney because I've had the advantage of watching both of you come in, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you can tell the person who's willing uh, uh, to go to any links, mm-hmm. and, and Courtney was one of those people. She had her little notebook. <laughs> you you had your little notebook, and she was listening mm-hmm. to everything and writing things down to remember them, and uh, you know, reaching out to a lot of people, calling a lot of people, um, and and doing the work, and. Um, and it's, you, you see immediately, and I had some, an old timer tell me if I had, if you maintain that level of, of willingness, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. If you, if you just maintain that level of willingness, you're going to be fine. Um, so that's, that's what I've observed. That's so. amazing. You're not going
1: to believe this. I pulled resentment, which is so <laughs> funny because I literally in the shower this morning was think you know, just thinking of topics that often come up. And I thought, Lord, I hope I don't pull resentment. <laughs> and here you go. Thanks, God. Mm-hmm. Let's let's tackle this. Um, I think these will. I think these will keep you not sober. Mm-hmm. I know this will keep you not sober. Um, it is amazing to me to even think I didn't even think I had resentments in my life. I didn't, I don't know that I really ever understood what, what a resentment was. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of rationalizations about things, but actually my resentments towards things and, and you, don't, and they weren't like surface level things, but they were things that I had to, I had to move on from and I had to make amends about and I had to own my part in a lot of things. And, I just, I just have always felt like, cause it just comes up so often that if it was not something that I deal with or would have dealt with or came, you know, full throttle, like I did, cause I was desperate. Mm-hmm. I was going to do whatever it took. I mean you go to 90 meetings in 90 days, I'm going 120. Mm -hmm. Like I, I mean, I am, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just like didn't know I was crawling for more. So when we got to this piece, I was like, Oh, this was, this was okay until this, Mm -hmm. like I didn't want to do the resentment piece, but my resentments will hold me back. Mm -hmm. They still hold me back on my day to day life. They'll hold me back if I don't address them and, and knock them out and deal with them and call my sponsor and do all the things that I know that I need to do. So, um, yeah, I just—I mean, you could have just almost written my life that I was gonna like pull that. Of, <laughs> of course. course, it's just like,
2: mm-hmm. okay, so resentment for me, um, you, you justified. Your, your, yeah, I, I like how you put that. Um, what, what I can looking back, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean, you still doing the maintenance for for staying s- sober. You still have to because we pop resentments in a heartbeat, uh, right? Right. But I'm talking—I'm talking about it early on in sobriety. Um, I couldn't give away what I didn't have, um, meaning I didn't have grace for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had such a resentment towards myself yeah. that, and so, uh, you know, it's, um, I didn't know how to forgive you for what you did to me um, because I didn't even know how to forgive myself. So that that took a lot of, um, that took a lot of work with my sponsor and myself. Um, and, and, and when I was able to come to a, almost a place of gratitude for the, for, no, all of the things that had happened in my life. Mm -hmm. I, I, I came to a point of a sense of gratitude. Then the resentment came a little bit easier knowing that, you know, um, that, uh, that I got to where I was because of everything that had happened in my life. Um, and, so to have an appreciation for that was a little bit easier to get on the forgiving mm-hmm. um, bandwagon as far as resentments goes.
1: And you know what else I want to add one more thing because it just keeps coming up lately. I think I had to understand forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what forgiveness looked like. I didn't understand that forgiveness didn't mean necessarily being okay with that what you happened. let them off the hook. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 for me, there's a little bit of the you know biblical forgiveness i had to kind of learn for my own for my own faith too but I, I really, in order to deal with my resentments, I had to understand forgiveness. First.
2: Well, because we're taught early on that the that resentments are basically a key to a prison that we're yeah, holding right. holding <laughs> while we're inside of it with the door yeah, locked. Right. And yeah. we're going, let me out, let me out. You know, it's forgiveness. And it, it. That, you're right. That concept of forgiveness is not for that other person. It's like, wait a minute. Because you can forgive someone and you don't even have to tell them that. Okay. Right? And that's just so weird. You know, you hear forgiveness, you think it's forgiven. Forget. You rolls off people's tongue, forgive and forget, which is bullshit. Yeah, you don't forget exactly. You, you can you can move past it and not and not it be a front and center memory or, or, or something you harp on and
0: but so anyway, what is resentment for you, Jennifer? <laughs> well, um, I, I think you touched on it. It's the bondage, mm-hmm. you know and I, I yeah. think I thought of resentment as anger and I didn't even know I was angry and then that, and then I discovered that I was I had a lot of fear based on, uh, that that helped fuel the resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, fear of not getting what I want or fear of something being taken away from me. And um, people not behaving in a manner that I think they should, you know. And what I didn't really get, and I think I've said this before, but what I really didn't understand was how how much in bondage I was because I kept relying on other people for my happiness mm. and so like we have that whole thing where it's like if something if you're disturbed there's mm-hmm. something wrong with you and it's that has been my mantra and I've come to like relearn that and relearn that on a whole new level you know and I keep I guess I'm going to keep keep having to relearn it because I by nature and my alcoholism my disease I, I want you to fix me mm-hmm. I want it to fix me I want the picture to fix to fix me um, I don't want to feel bad ever. <laughs> you know, I mean I just don't, I don't like to feel uncomfortable. So if you do what I want you to do and you say what I want you to say, then that's going to make me happy. And I didn't realize my whole life had been built on those expectations until I further along in sobriety.
2: Well, and along with what you were just saying, it just, it just, occur, I, I, it just occurred to me. That's where blame comes in. Oh yeah. Because when you've not met yeah. my expectations,
0: mm-hmm. I'm
2: blaming you for the outcome. And thus what comes of that?
0: Well, we, and, we, resentment. and yeah. I, and I build that around the rationalizations you're talking about where it's like rational
2: lies. Yeah. yeah. Rationalize. Yeah. Right. And,
0: uh, and so it's like, Well, you should be because that's the decent and honest thing to do, Mm. you know, but you're not doing it. And so, you know, I had somebody bust me the other day, a friend who's not even, you know, in the program. And she's like, why don't you quit being manipulative and just say what you want or need? And I went, what? Whoa. I was like, huh? And she busted me. I was like, you're right. I am. And, but I've also learned through doing those steps four through nine that. Mm -hmm it's easier to identify it and to go, whoa, you're right. Instead of defend, 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 defend. Mm-hmm. If there's a defense there, I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and know, I just do feel
1: like like you're saying, yeah. I think I react a lot quicker than I used to. There's no, like, grudges being held. Now, granted, I'm still not in the, like, I need to promptly take care of this. I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah, But there sometimes can be yeah. a couple days in there if you want to ask yeah, my husband. Little yeah. Things. Um, yeah, but, you know, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's moving forward in that. Absolutely.
2: Cool. Okay. Pull it, sis. My, my turn. Oh, it your nope, it's my turn. Good. <laughs> oh, Please be a good one. Please be a good one. No, I already got the. Please be a good yeah, one. You double. got yours out the way. Ooh, <laughs> whoa. Intolerance. Oh, okay.
0: Mm-mm-mm. We don't
2: like these. Mm-mm. We need to take all the key ones out of here. Um, intolerance. That's what I said.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: um, that's a thing. I, I would like to think I'm not intolerant, but that would be an absolute bald faced lie. Mm-mm. I I am. And and, and it comes immediately because I think there's a certain way. No, no. Nay. I know there's a certain way certain things should be done. Mm -hmm. And when they're not done, you're dumb and you messed up. And that makes me intolerant of you being dumb. Mm -hmm. So that's a bad thing. (laughs) <laughs> That's a, yeah. I mean that in, intolerance you know um, what is it love and tolerance is our code Ugh, yeah. I know right <laughs> did you choke on that one yeah um, but it and, and here's oh here's the thing I can be tolerant to the moon and back of you people right there mm-hmm. of people in the rooms I can tolerate the hell out of them. Oh, yeah. Without a problem, without yeah. one. I actually feel bad for them. It's a character <laughs> defect. Yeah, oh, Pray for them Talk t- t- yeah. to your sponsor. Yeah. But yeah. you right. put me outside of this mm-hmm. room in, in with the earthlings out there, the normal people, air quote, and I don't have any tolerance mm-hmm. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So what is that about? You know, it's, it's really ironic how I would, yeah, I would just as soon deal with another alcoholic addict than right. deal with an, an earthling that, you know, doesn't have this situation going for them. Um, that's not a good thing. So tell me about your intolerance, Jennifer. Uh, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tolerant Lies. of all people. Uh,
0: no, I think uh, it's it, the family is hard. And early on, people would say, if you would just treat your family like you treat the yeah. newcomer. <gasps> and I I'd be like, okay. I, you know, because I have a lot of tolerance. I have... I mean, we've had so many meetings where drunk people walk in. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean that's what we do. You know, I've had my one of my first my first week back in AA in twelve step program. um, There was a guy that just showed up at our meeting, walked in middle of the meeting, uh, and just started rambling. He was apparently drunk, rambling on about how AA didn't work and you know all of that, and uh, and we just sat there and watched him. And when he was done, he left, and we just went back to our meeting. (laughs) you know and it was like what that's tolerance Mm -hmm. that's like understand that's where they're coming from because we were there we get it you know that's where we are you know we're irrational and out of our heads and we're going to do things like that and so nobody said anything and I was I was dumbfounded and that was probably the best example for me of how I need to be with my family Mm -hmm. you know because I have the patience of Job with uh, the yeah. other alcoholic
2: yeah see but I want to tell them I want to tell them that I'm being tolerant of that yeah. <laughs> you want credit <laughs> you need the credit <laughs> I'm I, I I'm yeah I well, just want <laughs> you to know that that you know, I know that sponsor, you're spiritually
0: sick <laughs> our sponsor always says let them off the hook let them off the hook let right. them off the hook and I'm like I I have I don't do that very well I could teach and them I have a to, lesson. I have pra- I have to have a lot of practice in that let them off the, you know, why wouldn't I expect somebody to be human? Why wouldn't I? You know, like, they are human. Yeah. And not everybody's going to have the same journey as me. Everybody's coming from different experiences, and I can learn from that. And um, and so I try, that's that, um, you know, that whole Hubert... Herbert Spencer quote in the back that says contempt prior to investigation Mm -hmm. it's like what God what do I need to learn today what are you you trying to teach me with this you know so instead of why me yeah so why Mm -hmm. me it's it's the difference between um, being an active uh, person who shows up in my sobriety every day and being a victim of everybody else Mm -hmm. I mean it's kind of a clear line for me you know so I can't pra- I don't practice that 100% at home I mean my husband will tell you yeah you know my kids will tell you you know but but I really I, I catch myself like you were talking about Courtney sooner you know so and I know how to fix I know how to
1: you know I know what to do now
2: how to back it up yeah how about you, Ms. I Cohen? mean I was
1: gonna say the same thing I think sometimes I can give more grace to people that walk oh. in the doors than I can give to my own family. I think I'm more tolerant with my friends than I am my own family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it it was something that was said a long time ago, but the last year for me, I haven't been in this whole, I haven't been here a long time. You know, everything's really fresh with my family still. And why I can't give them some grace to understand that they have been through a lot because of me and how I can't show tolerance to them. Uh, it's hard for them to understand when, yeah, I can with people that are in the program or people that I'm working with or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So I think that I may be, and I heard a friend say this one time, I may be the only walking big book or person in sobriety that some people ever meet Mm -hmm. and how I act out there, my tolerance Mm -hmm. and, and how I, how I am perceived by others from that standpoint could be a make or break like if that's what sobriety looks like I don't want Mm -hmm.
2: that
1: or can I come home and my family go that's what sobriety looks like I'm seeing that in the walls of my home I'm seeing mom do this with others Mm -hmm. but I'm also seeing her do it at home with me or Mm -hmm. with my husband or whatever so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think there's 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 some grace there that's just got to be be given to everybody and you know I think my dad told me Had said a long time ago, I would get real intolerant of silly things around the house. But just because how I do things or I like things or what I do on my quote day off or whatever doesn't mean that's what everybody else does on Mm -hmm. those situations or, you know, just whatever. But I think I have also with that word patience, I have a lot more patience with others that I'm helping and not the whole world that's also around me.
0: Right. Well, and I think that intolerance can be directly tied to perfectionism. Mm-hmm. You know, expecting which is me, big and which is
1: big in recovery. Expectations get Especially me in all ourselves. kinds of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Perfection,
0: right? Perfectionism is. I didn't even. I mean, I kind of knew I was a perfectionist, uh, but I've I've learned to let a lot of things go that I used to value or mm-hmm. used to hold close, mm-hmm. and I've been able to just let them go. You know, it's like. Okay, it's not that way. You know
2: that's a that's a topic. What, in perfection.
0: perfectionism? Yeah. So get, get ahead and draw your <laughs> up.
2: Let's see what you get. I'll probably get beer again.
0: Oh, selfishness. No. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah.
1: They're uh, down at the so, bottom, uh, as usual. You yeah. must be needing Check. to hear something today. Um, the,
0: yeah, I, I. yes, I have this still, S- selfishness. So, I mean, It. Ta- I think it takes, that's where the we part comes in it takes other people outside of me, um, to, to point that out. I, I, it baffles me, you know, it's like, I'm a teacher, you know, like I, I have degrees and initials. Which is one of the least selfish occupations in my Mm life. Yeah, I'm totally selfless and, you know, thinking of others and, you know, whatever. And, uh, and even in that, I've found that I've been selfish. You know, um, I want—I wanted to be queen of dyslexia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. my husband made me a crown. He went to Dollar Tree <laughs> and, wrote, and wrote "Princess of Dyslexia" on oh, it. Goodness. And I'm like, why am I not the queen?
2: That's that's called enabling. <laughs> yeah. we, all, we all seem to have one of those yeah, in right. our
0: houses. Um, yeah. So I think he thought it was funny, but I didn't. I was taking it very I seriously. That was awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, selfishness is um, the root right it's the root of my problem and kind of what we were talking about with intolerance too um I don't know I don't have a lot to add other than I am I still am um uh I that's uh wanting things the way that I want them that's that's what selfishness is to me
1: um um so yeah well, I mean, I've got this little selfishness down. Like I mean, I've got this is this is me. So I've got this down. So from a oh, little of a devil's advocate standpoint. You know, the one thing that I did have to learn, and it was a little selfish, is that in order for me to get sober, I had to make it a priority, mm-hmm. and I had to get a little selfish mm-hmm. about some things because I had to make it a priority. I had to kind of, at the beginning, put other things a little bit on the back burner and and become more selfishly involved with myself, which I know was very difficult for my family to see in the beginning because they weren't seeing a whole lot of me, but... I know that if I'm not sober, I'm no good for them. Do you think that's selfishness or self-care? I don't know, and no. that might be, like, I feel like I was, I think my family may look at it like I'm being selfish, where I'm, I am looking at maybe like it's more self-care. Mm. Yeah, I know I am a selfish person. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm in here for a reason. I mean, you know, come <laughs> yeah. on. So uh, it's, it's not surprising when someone tells me that I'm selfish or I'm acting selfish or I'm acting like a spoiled brat or whatever stuff I'm doing, but... Yeah, I guess I've struggled with that. Maybe it is self-care that I need to try to think more of myself as a self-care. Because I did, and maybe that was the problem. I wasn't doing enough self-care initially. And so I feel selfish when I do maybe Mm -hmm. go to an event or a meeting or I have something. I felt
0: felt guilty. I do feel
1: some guilty. Mm -hmm. I feel some guilt for sure.
2: Well, and I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it's like it's how it's how they perceive. Because right. It was the same thing. Same thing for me early on mm-hmm. in in sobriety. <clears throat> because if we don't, we have to make we have to put ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In you know you know and I love how in 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 recovery we talk about the analogy of you know if you're on an airplane. And the the flight attendant is doing their instructions, you know, before the flight takes off, and they're talking about the oxygen mask coming down. What's the instruction that you're given? What's the first thing you do? You put it on yourself. You You know, because, you're right, if you don't do that, the kid that's sitting next to you, is you know is gonna mm-hmm. die because you you're not able to help to them. help them so it's the same thing. I didn't realize that you know I was told that oh okay another another saying you know but right. it's true because I'm no good for anyone else if I'm not good for myself. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's I think it's a little bit of 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 both self care and you know I mean selfish is a it is a derogatory in it, you know uh, um idea, you know, when you hear that you're being selfish, I mean, that automatically means a negative thing. Right. Yeah. But but yeah, I think that my family kind of saw that a little bit as as selfish, too. It's like, you know, all you're doing is focusing on you. And it's like, right. well, but I'm the problem. So kind of that's what I need to right. Uh, and, and
1: I think I mentioned the other day that, you know, when this whole when this whole thing changed for me, when I'd given up my home and my family and my kids and said, I'm going to go somewhere kind of dry up and get and I remember I mean I can remember the wall I was staring at the night that I got into bed and thought you've just left this behind you better focus on yourself and get with it mm-hmm. because I it. felt like I had a ch- one chance left so I dove in you know but yeah it's such a derogatory word mm-hmm.
2: but but in it, in it, and, 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 and on, on the, and I'll say this and then we'll move on you know it now, if if one of you or someone in the program were to look at me and go, if I were to share a situation or a problem, and you were to say – are you perhaps maybe being selfish here? Correct. I would not want to claw your eyeballs out. Now, if my husband <laughs> said that to right. me, Agree. Um, We're on an episode yeah. or of Snack. Maybe
0: you need to go to a meeting. Right? <laughs> a oh, of oh don't yeah. even. I really hate
1: when I'm told to go to a meeting by uh-huh. my family. Yeah, yeah better not. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there, well, in one year though, I mean, how crazy that it went from you're gone all the time to you need to go to a meeting. Right? Like, like, if
0: like oh, you your
1: sponsor. Oh gosh, I get that all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. still my... says that from all of them in my f- so annoying
2: okay uh, okay your, your turn Courtney. Happy, happy
1: happy joy happy, joy, joy. Yes. positive self-pity I mean really what is going on here self-pity. I promise there are positive topics well you know maybe this is just what we need to talk about this is um this is the biggest thing I struggle with the most I, I do a lot of feeling sorry for myself I think I mean nobody wants this nobody wants this right oh, no. um I'm I'm proud to be an alcoholic I'm grateful to be an alcoholic but I didn't want it um, and, and I, st- I still do a lot of the self-pity, but I think a lot of the self-pity is what got me here. And it, it, it's, it's, I don't know if it's, I don't have this or I'm not doing this or I'm not good enough at this. Maybe some perfectionism, maybe trying to keep up with the Joneses that I didn't even know what was going on inside their house. Cause it looked real pretty mm-hmm. like- like-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wallow in this stuff and there's zero room for it in my life. Like, if I'm going to continue on this path, like, I've got to get rid of this. Right. I, I have to. This, to me, is more dangerous, is is worse than selfishness, mm-hmm. is this self-pity. Mm-hmm. It rules me if I let it.
2: Well, because I think along with self-pity, when, you know, if if you're being se- in self-pity and selfish, you're looking for someone to blame for the situation. Absolutely. Which comes to resentment.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. It's, just,
2: it's, it's how that, that strange little spider web is all weaved together. But, but yeah, self, self pity. Um, I'm better it, 11 and a half years later. Right. I'm better at, at coming out of that. And it just usually will involve gratitude. Mm hmm. If I can throw gratitude onto something, it neutralizes it And isn't that amazing how that works? Immediately. Yeah. You cannot feel gratitude and Mm self-pity within the same house. Gratitude walks in the front door.
1: Self-pity walks out. Absolutely. Or or fear or anger or, you know, so. um, And it's such a good example. I know for me having like, I have a younger child and an older one, but I think for them to see or for me to hear – well, so-and-so got this, and I'm like, gosh, isn't it so nice that we live in this home with this food? You know, I mean, it's just, it's a good, it's such a good example for them to see Mm -hmm. me try to take the self-pity out of my life and show the gratitude more, too. Right.
0: How about you, Jennifer? Oh, gosh, I still have it. Mm -hmm. I was in it yesterday, actually. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's it's a work in progress, and here's the thing is all these character defects, haven't been fully removed. They come back. Right. They come back. And so, do I have an answer? Yes. So like it usually involves me and God, you know, getting getting alone with God and being grateful. And I saw I read something the other day uh about, you know, we talk about grace, you know, God giving us grace and blessings and whatever, but then there's that concept of mercy. Like we don't even know what he has protected us from. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like I, I mean, I think I'm pretty grateful most of the time for all the blessings I have and all the grace he's shown me, but like to think about what I truly could have gotten that I didn't get, Mm -hmm. that's his mercy. And I'm like, that opened up a whole other spiritual realm for me, that fourth dimension where it's like, I am way more grateful than, than I was before, which seems, you know, not possible, but um, but self pity can creep in. It's and usually it's about what people think of me. Like, are they thinking of me? Are they you know oh. acknowledging me? Am I getting my true my just desserts? Mm-hmm. You know that kind of a thing. Um, or I worked really hard for that. Why didn't they respond the mm-hmm. way that it, they should have? You know that kind of a thing. Um, but I do think the answer is gratitude. But it's it's all it's a gratitude on a whole different level now than it used to be. Um, so. You know, I'm, and I keep thinking of those, of everyone that has it worse off, you know, just hearing about a, a client's wife who has ovarian cancer mm. this morning, you know, and it's like, nothing Tell me I'm going problems, through right? yeah. is mm. life threatening. Mm. Nothing I'm going through is life threatening. In fact, I have, I have a good heart. I just mm. got to sign off on the cardiologist. I have a good heart, uh, no calcium, but I know that people are struggling. Mm. I've, I see them around me and hear about them daily and it's you know, uh, that could be me, you know, I, you know, we all have our thing. We all have our thing, but
2: I love that you mentioned mercy, you know, grace and mercy,
0: grace. And, and I, I like to,
2: I like to like visualize, you know, when I get to heaven, you know, God, God, looking at things it's like saying this is all the things that i protected you from and i mm-hmm. could see how mm-hmm. i avoided that head-on collision or how i avoided the this or that but on the flip side he does a vanna white going look what you could have had had you only trusted me
0: oh right. well, mm-hmm.
2: yeah i know mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. ew okay my turn you go <laughs> okay okay good one go go whammy go whammy no whammies oh crap aloneness
0: we talked about that last time go ahead courtney
2: aloneness um I can feel alone in a room full of people Mm -hmm. full of people that I know um I don't feel alone in in a recovery room ever (laughs) but you put me in a business situation or a marketing you know whatever even even with my family quite frankly sometimes just because I feel that terminal uniqueness to where nobody knows how awful you're, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, um, and I do this to myself. I, and, and, and the solution is getting out of self and, you know, looking for someone you can help.
1: I mean, there's, that, there's nothing else I could have said that literally I, I was going to say it's amazing to me. How I always feel like I belong when I walk into a room of people like me, mm-hmm. like us. And then I can literally feel isolated and alone in a group of 100 people that I've known forever. It's mm-hmm. just it's mm-hmm. just really weird. Yeah, Lonely
0: and aloneness. That's, you know, so aloneness is, I don't know, is that different from loneliness? Feeling lonely? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Um, because I have, like some, if I if I'm in the right mood or wrong kind of mood, I can walk into a meeting and and put myself separate from and, and oh, listen to point. all yeah. the things that yeah. are different. You know, like well, I didn't have that happen to me. That was one of one of my biggest issues early on um, in the program, is that I could not identify you know, because I wasn't looking would for. Not. I would not it mm. because I wasn't looking for what. What the real message so, okay. was, and 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 lis- listening for the similarities, um, so yeah, I can feel alone uh, a lot, but um, but I but I will say this: since I did my third step, the you know um, the first time back with my sponsor, there's a sense of belonging or unity that I that I got with God that has never really left me. Mm. And where it really was the missing piece, you know, uh, that spiritual component. Mm -hmm. And I don't really have to sit in that very long because I know what the answer is. Um, So, yeah, I I have felt alone when I am, um, when I'm being rebellious and
1: obstinate. I can still feel that way, you know. I think it's the whole footprints in the sand, Mm -hmm. right? Like... Where were you? Where were you? There's one set. Mm -hmm. I was so alone, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't. I was caring. caring. For sure. For sure. Okay, Jen, you're up. Okay. Peace, serenity, one of those.
2: (gasps) Friendship. Oh, there's a good one. Yay. Oh, I'm
1: grateful.
0: (laughs) This is one of the things I'm so grateful for. You know, and like, um, I think we talked about that last time, too. But um, but like having uh, friendships um, as a result of the program in you know having friends in the program
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: lifelong friends i mean we just we all kind of were on the front lines together and this a matter of life or death and um and i have some really great friends out of the program who hold my feet to the fire mm-hmm. and um uh who've who've gone on a journey on their own you know maybe it wasn't with alcohol but it's been a journey for them um and we're all kind of struggling for the same thing it's that you know, uh, relationship with that, uh, higher power or God, as you understand him. Um, but I am so grateful for friendship and, um, it's funny how God just, I was thinking about a, a woman today out of the blue and she texted me a well while ago. I yeah. haven't heard from her mm-hmm. in years <laughs> and I was wow. like, okay, there's God. You know, I think God puts people in our path. Number one that we can identify with, but also that we can use our own experience to help them, or they can mirror back to us what we need. Right, and it is reciprocal. It is always reciprocal. It's never a, you know, that's what I, l- I love about s- sponsorship. Now, it's like I'm not above anybody. I'm, I'm like, do I'm doing the deal with you, uh-huh. and um, it's a, it really is a we thing. So, anyway, they've, friendships have saved. My honey, but they've also carved out a space for me to envision my life the way that God wants best for me. You know, and so, like, there have been countless times where I've come to you, Christine, and I've talked to you about something, and you've said, you've spoken a word about your experience, and I'm like, I see the vision now. I see what it could be like if I have the right, you know, if I work and I have the right attitude Mm -hmm. about it. Um, So, So yeah, they hate, they, now they, I've choose friends based on where I'm going. And going back to that aloneness, I was thinking about that, the road less traveled, you know, it is a, it does get lonelier, but not, but not in a scary way. It just, it's odd. The people that God has removed from my life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, and it, before I always wanted to like blame myself, like, what did I do? Or, you know, like feeling out of sorts or anxious about it and a, a severe loss or, or grief about it. And, um, and I've learned that it's really sometimes God, um, you know, choosing uh, people to, you know, go their own path uh, possibly, and and um, and and for me to stay on mine, which is always uh, a direct path to him. So he's going to remove in my life what isn't good for me, mm-hmm. um, and that gets in the way of my relationship with him. And that's. So the people that I have are the ones that, and my sponsor says that, I'm the finger that points you back to your higher power. And that's really what we do for each other. It's like, it's not I don't have the right answer for anybody. There's no magic, you know, answer, no word in particular. Well, but and that applies to anybody, yeah, not just someone yeah, else in the program, exactly. any friend that yeah. I don't have. have. I don't have the answer. Mm-hmm. All I know is that God does. He's going to reveal it to you. You just got to ask him. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing, willing to give it up. Mm-hmm. You know, and ask him uh, and seek. So,
2: what's friendship yeah. to you, Miss Courtney?
1: Um, you know, I, I've got about, I don't even know, dozens of new friends this year that I never even knew I needed, mm. never even knew I wanted. Um, and, you know, and it's kind of a joke in my house because everybody's heard the story. Like, I started college at 17. 12 hours away from home in a new state. I mean, I'd been to Europe and I hadn't been to Texas. Like Mm -hmm. it was, it was just kind of one of those things, different culture. My friends were my family. I mean, they still are my family. And I mean, truth be just in the passing of my brother. I mean, I think I had like eight or nine different states that had people that had flown in, like friends that are just spread everywhere that have remained family to me. And there are friendships in this program i never i was like i'm gonna do the damn thing i'll uh-huh. be courtney and i'll go and i'll come back and i'll leave it i never knew like i like these people uh-huh. like i really love and like a lot of these people uh-huh. um i've learned from all of them they're all different characters but i mean i'm gonna tell you that there's i mean there's a friend in the program i mean when my brother died those are the people i called that morning uh-huh. i mean jennifer was on the phone with me i don't even know i don't even know how long four thirty five o'clock in the morning i mean those are the people i called and when i got off the elevator with my brother's son after finally seeing his body and saying goodbye the phone rang and it was a new friend from the program that i'm in i mean those friendships to me i mean taking everything else out of it just at the core of what they are i didn't really know what friends look like i have some really amazing friends outside of this program don't get me wrong We go through hell or high water together. It's amazing how we've all stuck together over the years. Our husbands get along. It's just crazy. But the friendships that I found in these rooms really feel like family. And and, and I think there's just no judgment at all in these people. Like, at the core of their hearts, I mean, when they say we're willing to do anything, Mm -hmm. I felt like the first day I walked in, they were willing to do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, if I want to fight, they're going to go to battle with me. Mm -hmm. They're going to help me do this thing. So... (laughs) I mean, friend. Well, no, you can I, ask about anybody I know. I, I almost prioritize my friends more than I should sometimes. I, they're just people are just special to me. I just am a people person. So.
2: Well, and I love how you put that, Courtney. You know, the um, I, I I'd never really had. I don't believe a true soul to soul connection friendship until I came into the program. I'm talking about a soul to soul connection. Well, there's no bullshit clouding it. Nope. It's nothing but honesty, and um, no ul- ulterior motives. You know, I, I think you know you get a, an occasional jackass in, in the in you know a recovery room, but but for the most part, what we share with each other mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. such raw, just guts hanging out, and it's I think I believe you know. Um, I believe that's how God intended us to be on this planet. But what's beautiful is over time, and I would be willing to bet the bank, Courtney, that you're going to experience this as well. But over time, and I know Jen has, over time, that um, ingredients that's in those friendships Starts to kind of visit my Earthling friends. I know because because yeah. I, I you know I gave up the right to carry the big trunk with all the costumes and masks in it yeah. to be a different person here yeah. than I was here than I was here. So my friends outside of the program still get the raw honest me. Yeah. You know, hopefully, hopefully motivated by love, which is what I try, right? But but what I, I'm the same person, and so I've even had friends that um, will sometimes turn around that aren't in the program that will program me. You know when you know what I'm saying when I say program me, that like um, you know what, talk about selfishness or something like that. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Have you read my book? You know, have you read the book? Uh, you know, or, or, or have you been to a meeting or, you know, but it's but it's beautiful how God can use that oh, yeah. as well to reach the other, uh, and I keep calling them earthlings just because we are in the fourth dimension, but, but to reach those ones that haven't been in the program and they get the benefit of the program as Absolutely. well. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I'll have my kids and my and my family program me, you know, and, and turn around and, and repeat something that I've said that's program-ish to them, you know. Um, and it's just like, wait a damn minute,
0: you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. but that just tells you the level of spiritual hunger that people yeah. have. Yeah. Well,
2: and how God will use mm-hmm. all of this because, you know, just friendships have changed definition to me. I think for friendship before the program, it was what could you do for me? Oh, yeah.
0: What you? Get, what could you serve me to drink?
2: Yeah. The, well, yeah. On top of uh, um, yeah. what? What sur- purpose did you serve in my life? You know, what you it's, bring to me. But what yeah. this mm-hmm. program teaches us is we have to see what can we add, add. to the stream of life of someone else's. Yeah. You know. Um, so anyway, okay, we're we're good on time here. Um, let's see. Oh, crap on a stick? <laughs> I
1: don't even know what that is, but mm-hmm. it's funny.
2: Guilt. Oh well. I know. Crap on a stick. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what um (laughs) that's a thing it's just a thing that I don't like and and I experienced that a lot a lot because the old me is still alive and well um and will um just peek her stupid head into a situation in her mouth and and I here's the deal when I know that I have behaved uh selfish Um, and resentful and intolerant and in self, I know when I've behaved that way with another human being Mm -hmm. and I instantly Mm -hmm. feel guilt. Now I may not do anything about it, right? The Mm -hmm. way we're supposed to, I may not process it through like the program says immediately, but if I don't, it's like a cancer and it will instantly start oh, eating yeah. up my insides instantly. Mm-hmm. So we're taught the first thing we do is we call our sponsor and we fuss up, okay. you know, and then we get whatever's coming to us, you know, which I don't mean that. <laughs> I, I, I do not mean that. Do not write me letters or, or message me. Uh, but 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 our sponsor will give us a different way of looking right. at things, you know, and, and just go, have you thought of it this way? And usually, shit, no, because I'm selfish and in self pity, and you know. um, So guilt. The beautiful thing is, is through the program we have a solution to get rid of that because we cannot hang on to that because it will it will spill over Uh, as like sludge onto other people, and we're not allowed to do that Uh -uh. anymore. So what's guilt
1: well, to you, Miss Jennifer?
0: Okay, that was well said, so I'm going to pass. No. <laughs> I, was, well, was well, I, mean, I
1: was saying the same thing. There's not a, I yeah, mean, I mean, like, people. We all have it, yeah.
0: I've been rude to the lady on the phone who calls me, you know, for, uh, to solicit something, or, you know, and then I call her back, you know, and, uh, and make my amends. <laughs> yeah. you Sorry. Know, because I don't want to carry that around. I've walked around the building at work and picked up trash because, mm. I. you know, it's like I can't let stuff just sit there. I have to, you know, it's like. Um, when you know better, you have you to, have do, to better. do better. Or, well, and, you don't yeah. have to, but you're... Mm. You're going to pay for it if mm-hmm. you have the consequence of it. Uh, I, so, like, clearing away the wreckage of my past, I don't have any remorse or guilt um, left over from that. I, but I also didn't have kids at the time. Uh, I didn't have my kid till three years sober, but um, there's always the mom guilt uh, that everybody has. But, um, but I, 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 I try to keep current. I think there's some things that I'm guilty of that I don't even know that I'm guilty of, to mm. be honest. And I think that doing an inventory and asking God to, uh, you know, talking to another alcoholic and asking God to show me, you know, what what was the right thing to do? What should I have done instead, you know? Um, and he will reveal to me, if I am guilty of something, He will he will clearly point it out to me. Like, oh, no, no, no.
1: So... I'm just making sentences with these words. I want to talk <laughs> about my guilt. My guilt, I have so much mom guilt. And, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of the guilt became because of my selfish behavior. Because <laughs> I was loathing in my self-pity. And I wasn't willing because I was holding on resentments I didn't want to let go of. It's all there. It's every one of these. And, and, and you know what? I, I can't, I don't do any good living in my guilt and my shame. It's there for sure. I've raised kids and and put them through hell, you know, and my husband and all the things. and And I don't like I, it says I don't want to shut the door on it. I, I need to be able to go back there. I needed to be able to see to be able to get better. I guess I I I need to, I need to have it there, but it doesn't do me any good. I can't go forward mm-hmm. holding on to all this guilt and shame and stuff. So, and nothing's
0: wasted. You know, it's like right. any anything that I've been through that I have cause pain for somebody else or fear or insecurity or whatever uh it's not gone it's not gotten wasted Mm -hmm. i mean he's used that in some other way to help somebody else you know i when i had my daughter you know i was a wreck and i was like i don't even know how am i gonna raise this kid you know here i am you know selfish self-pity you know whatever alcoholic and uh somebody said to me in a meeting you're you know you're probably, you're probably right. You're probably not good enough to be her mother, but God chose you, mm. you know? And so, and, and he if he used, chose
2: you, who are you to say that? Right, you're not good right. At, yeah. And
0: it's like, okay, now I see God work like who, there's nobody better than, than me to raise my daughter because I've been down that road, mm-hmm. you know, and now I have the tools to help her to share so we can her. break that cycle mm-hmm. and it's like it's not about avoiding the pain and the disaster it's about using the tools to get through that and to learn from it and then to help somebody else so
2: well and with with Josie it's to you know wherever your wherever your faith is or your belief is break in those generational curses absolutely. so that this doesn't perhaps have to go on you know so sharing right I mean like I
0: grew up and it was Mm-mm. like go play outside until it's dark you know mm-hmm. I mean like we snuck out at, out of the house at night to wrap houses you know mm-hmm. and I, I mean it's just like you know I got my head hit uh, probably suffered a concussion they didn't take me to the hospital <laughs> you know
2: it's just well like, but even yeah, even more than that no it, one sat you know? probably no, probably no one sat down and talked to you about resentment no. or or gratitude or you know anything like that there's that life skills for God's sake
0: or that literally God, or that God can take this this yes. lump of crap. Mm-hmm. And turn it into gold. You don't have to stop Watch carrying him. it around. Watch them yeah. mm-hmm. you know. I didn't have that, Mm-mm. and she does. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome, you know. So, um. okay, you chose
2: first. Why don't you uh, choose last?
0: I see it. Can I pick
1: it? Yes. No. <laughs> We're alcoholics and we what don't cheat. Jennifer, because you're working an honest programs. <laughs> Jennifer? <laughs> oh, it's right there. Yes. That's, yeah. That's
0: kind of an sanity. Sanity. sanity.
2: You ain't got none, so put it okay. back.
0: Um. <laughs> want it. No. No, no, go ahead. That's
1: really, a good close. She really wants to. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, tell me what you got on Sanity. Because I know you. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: sanity will return. That's, I mean, like, there was a lot of insanity around alcohol in my life um just doing things that I, i was not proud of being with people you know because of fueled by my alcoholism um just the way that i was living and uh i was so lost i i i i didn't i didn't even know who i was anymore um it was like an insane person had shown up and um but sanity for me is that coming to believe, right, that, that God can restore, and he will if we do all the necessary steps, um, and trust him. So uh, I, I try not to let my feelings determine my sanity, if mm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, my behavior determines my sanity, so even if I feel wacky, wackadoodle is a word we use, but even if I feel that way, uh, I don't have to act on it today. Um, and I know that they're just feelings. that they're, And that doesn't make me insane. Even if, I mean, I have, there have been moments where I feel insane, but then it's like, wait a second, but what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And you're picking up the phone and you're calling somebody to talk about it. That's sane. Mm-hmm. That's sanity. I didn't even know. To do that, I mean, I, I really didn't. I it's like I lost the toolbox, the toolkit that I that I learned the first time around, mm-hmm. um, uh, and so using the each of those tools, prayer, meditation. Someone my therapist told me to go back to meditating because I had stopped doing it, and it, and you know what, it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like why am I amazed that yeah. tools work, mm-hmm. you know? And but I feel calmer, I feel uh, less reactive when I meditate. Um, and I also feel more grateful and connected. So sanity doesn't have to do with my emotional state because that's where I acted out of everything before. Right. Right. So
1: that's like, I I mean, I'm just insane. I don't know that. I I mean, (laughs) I do. Well, you're in the right place. Well, girl, I still like, I mean, I do stuff sometimes. I'm like, you're bananas. You are just absolutely. But it's, it's. The insanity behind the idea that I thought alcohol could be my solution mm-hmm. to every one of my problems—I don't think there's a better definition. Who the hell goes out and thinks that that is going to be a solution to your problem?
0: Yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> we're guess.
2: all raising our hands. <laughs> for yeah, those of you I mean, that are so it is insane. There yeah. is an amount of
1: sanity. <laughs> yeah. but I do feel like I feel like I was just living and thriving on it too. I think the insanity was—it was so off the chains all the time what I was justifying, rationalizing, doing in my head, all these scenarios, it was just chaos upstairs in my head. And it's just nice. I'm not saying I'm not insane because I i am crazy. But, like, I think it is, like, it's calmed down my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's that meditation thing. Um, I have to work at it. I mean, I can I can go there quick if I want to spiral. But I think it's... I've had some sane moments. I feel like I've had situations mm-hmm. that I've been able to not act insane in. My brother's death being one of them. Mm-hmm, sure. I should have been insane yeah. during all of that, yeah. but I didn't. You should have been but drunk. I leaned yeah. into the right thing that time, and I leaned into God, mm-hmm. and I didn't lean into the alcohol. And God is showing me what sanity looks like. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah, san- sanity. That yeah, that's a. Uh, um, mm. I, and, I, and I, I too am still insane and it's it's funny talking about friends outside of the program you know I, you know it we are blessed to have yes. a, a sponsor a person that we can that we can check ourselves with and and I suggest to all of my friends you know w- when we have honest conversations you need a spiritual partner yeah. you know you need to, not your husband not your you know not yeah. not a family you need someone who um, who you can just check yourself with, who, who you've given authority to say the truth to you, Absolutely. right. Without consequence. Mm-hmm. So, so I have a lot of listeners that aren't in the program. You should have a spiritual partner and literally have that conversation. Do, will you tell me when I'm crazy and I can tell you when you're crazy and Absolutely. we don't get mad at mm-hmm. each other. Can we make that agreement mm-hmm. shake on it? Okay. And it's done. But, but for us in the program, you know, even now, um, you know, so many years later, um, I still will have a thought, and I'll call my sponsor and go. Here's what I'm thinking. Is that true? Right. Right. Uh-huh. And, and guess what? Yeah. Most of the time, it's not true. No. Yeah. And and just with her saying, mm, I don't think that's true. Then instantly, you know, I can, I can, when when the world, which is my head, is so loud that I can't hear God's voice, I can hear
1: hers. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I can her. hear someone else that I that I trust in the program yeah. to go, hmm, yeah, have you thought of it this way? And then just all of a sudden, I have, of course, I have a revelation, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but it's one of those things where just I'm able to see, oh, crap, that's yeah. not true. You know, and I just go on about my life. But if I don't check that, Katie bar the door because there's going to be victims in the road, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, and wreckage behind me that I'm going to have to clean up, Um, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so the sanity, and I'm okay with not being sane. I'm totally okay I'm totally with, it. with it. I'm fine yeah, okay with it. I'm okay with it. As long as I'm doing the deal and right. work in the program, right? Because I'll know it because I'll talk, up all, the all of my people will have all of these negative things in tolerance and resentment towards me, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm not acting in, in truth. So sanity, um... It eludes me, <laughs> well. but, but but and and I seek it every day, um, and and start you know my day with the foundation of just trying to just like Jen said, act as if as if yeah right yeah yeah um, so anyway
1: thank y'all for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. I us. want to say one more thing. Sure. I just keep thinking about it, so I need to say it. I just think it's so badass that we can have three professional women in Central Texas mm-hmm. sitting down talking about something that has been stigmatized for so long. It's
2: lies. They're
1: all lies. That, They're, the, right? we are women mm-hmm. in this room, professionals with families and husbands and jobs uh-huh. and careers mm-hmm. and we're able to have a place and a freedom to come and put this platform on. thank honest. you for that. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely. Just to, just
2: to be honest. You know, because like I said, even the people that aren't in the program are still feeling all, all of, these of these things, things. Oh, yeah. that we have laid out on the table. Every yep. human being mm-hmm. feels that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we're just blessed right to have a solution to to help us get through those so thank you jennifer for sponsoring this episode um we will do this again sometime soon thank you for joining um purpose-driven sobriety the podcast um christine i'm an alcoholic thanks for listening to purpose-driven sobriety keep coming back